Welcome to Might in Motion, where we help you navigate your personal and professional goals to manifest them into your deserved career and life path. Here at Might in Motion, we don't make excuses. We do the work and go above and beyond. The Might in Motion podcast brings you guests that will help stretch you out of your comfort zone and push you to improve your goals. Tonight, I am so happy to welcome Greg Fisher. He is the founder of Mindset of a Marine and the co-founder of Burn Pit Barbecue. Uh, he loves to share grilling and barbecuing recipes and tips. Uh, he served three combat deployments in support of Operation, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. As a Marine, he led and took part in combat and humanitarian missions. Greg was honorably discharged at the rank of sergeant in 2006 and received his BS from the University of Wisconsin, Parkside, and his Master of Business Administration from Alverno College. Greg spent 10 years working in the insurance and finance sector as a leader and coach. He's certified ECHO and neuroleadership brain-based professional coach. In 2020, Greg left the comforts of the corporate world and launched Burn Pit Barbecue, where he shares the grilling and barbecue tips, recipes, and seasonings he learned in the backyard to help beginners cook delicious meals. And now he's making a really cool pivot and helping others continue to learn and grow through his own mentorship program. I am thrilled to welcome Greg tonight to Might in Motion. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. It's, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And I really appreciate your service uh, to our country and everything that you sacrificed. Um, as we kind of talked a little bit in the green room right before we started, uh, you know, my husband's a combat wounded veteran. He was Marine as well. Uh, so we are we are big with, with everything Marine Corps in our house <laughs> all the time. Um, his, his brother was a Marine. Uh, my father was Air Force. So, you know, like you, you can make fun of that, but at least he was an Army. Um, that I come from a long line of military and really appreciate everything that you've done for our country. Yeah, no, it, was, it was my pleasure. And of course, you know, I am thankful for, you know, people like uh, your husband and, and, you know, his brother and your brother and your, your father um, for serving. So we, we are all volunteer military force. So I appreciate anybody that's ever raised their hand and, and served our country. You've had a very interesting journey uh, career-wise and, you know, how you've kind of moved through your career did you join the marine corps right out of high school or did you go to school first what was what was that path like yeah so my path to the marine corps um was right out of high school um i was uh, a senior in high school when september 11th happened uh, where the planes flew into the buildings and um all those americans died so i'd already been looking at going into the military but that kind of solidified it for me um so once i graduated you know in june of 2002 i was off to boot camp and then uh, eventually found my way over to Iraq um, for the invasion and then a few more times after that. Wow. And then you've transitioned from the Marine Corps. You went into corporate life. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I've hired a lot of former military. I've had a lot of military on my teams over the past 22 years. Sometimes that can be a really tough transition. Yeah. What was that like for you to move from being in the military to being into a corporate situation? Yeah, I mean, I had a little bit of a, of a buffer because I, once I came back from the Marine Corps, uh, I went into college, I went to school. So I got to at least uh, reacclimate a little bit before I stepped into a professional environment. Um, but even that transition was was a little difficult because, you know, now I'm an older guy on campus. I've had some really some real life experiences 
Um, so, you know, that was challenging in itself, you know, being around 18, 19 year old kids that uh, are just coming right. out of you know, high school. Um, and then, you know, after graduation, you know, going right into the corporate world, um, being a Marine, very task focused. Um, that was mm-hmm. kind of the path I wanted for myself. Um, and it took me a, a little bit of time to get used to that environment and uh, being able to be productive as well as, um, you know, be myself again. Yeah, that's that I can see could be be a, a difficult transition. Are there things that those of us like myself, I never I never served in the military, that we could do from a hiring perspective, from a transition perspective into a corporate position that we could just do a better job of that maybe nobody's had the guts to tell us? <laughs> Yeah, and when I when I was working, you know, at a large corporation, I was part of the military veterans employee resource group. Um, so, you know, I got to I got to implement a lot of different things to help with that transition of new veterans coming in behind me. Um, and the biggest thing w- would be, you know, mentorship. Um, yeah. One thing I wish I would have had when I was young, starting out, um, would be to team up with somebody within that organization that is a veteran that maybe has been there for a while. Um, that would would certainly be helpful, um, you know. And for me personally, uh, it took me a long time for me to open up. Like I had coworkers I worked with for three years that never knew I served in the military because that oh, wasn't wow. in that um, I was open and willing to share, so to speak. Um, so I, I mean, having opportunities to do that a little bit more um, would probably be helpful. Um, I know for for me and a lot of other veterans that I talk with, especially ones that serve overseas or in combat and high stress. In, environments, uh, we, just, we just want to put our head down and go to work um, because we've, you know, basically basically had our life on the line for years. Um, and now we just want to come back and maybe decompress a little bit and be left alone, so to speak. Right. So, you know, having somebody that's been through that, you know, someone that's been in the organization for a while um, that we could be paired up with the mentor, uh, be a mentor for us, uh, would probably be very helpful. Yeah, I, I- I am grateful for the company that I work for. We have a really big associate resource group, uh, you know, focused on the military, but then we also partner a lot with military fellows. So men and women who are within, let's say six months of transitioning Mm -hmm. out of the military come and actually do almost like an internship for that period of time. And that, that seems to help a lot from a transition perspective, but also with that was, you know, we would do things like, how do you look at a resume, right? right. Because you're going to have a ton of acronyms on your resume that mean absolutely nothing for me, right, yeah. as a civilian, but actually translate into real skills on how do you handle a crisis situation? How do you you go and, and be creative when everything is going crazy around you, but to still get to a solution, right? I'm I, like I said, I'm privileged enough where when I have a resume in front of me, I come home and I show it to my husband. I'm like, what does A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z mean? Because I don't know what that means. And he's like, oh, that means this. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, um, and that's not only on the employers. I mean, our military and government needs to do a better job of educating and training. Um, you know, Because even the basic, you know, uh, Marine that's been in for four years has probably been in a leadership position at a young age, you know, in charge of hundreds of thousands, uh, if not millions of dollars worth of equipment. Now, how do we translate that into uh, civilian speak or employer speak? Because those are some very high level skills that we need to make sure that our employers know that our service members and military members have coming 
you know, right out of the service. Right. Right. Now you then transition from corporate America and, and now you make barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's kind of a, kind of a weird transition. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I love it. What, what, what inspired you to yeah. just like hang up that corporate America hat and put on an apron and, and do what you do? Yeah. You know, as I mentioned earlier, like I was very task focused when I got out of the military was I, you know, I wanted to go to school. Then I wanted to work for a large organization, have some stability. Um, but then when I started doing that, um, I found that like that wasn't where my heart really was. And I was kind of turning into somebody that, you know, wasn't aligned with who I was anymore. So um, but all along the same time, I love the barbecue and grill because that was kind of my getaway. Um, so a way to decompress in the backyard, you know, light up the grill and throw some throw some throw some food on there. So, you know, over time, I got pretty good at it and uh, developed, you know, seasonings and sauces that I would give away as gifts, you know, to family members and friends at holidays and such. Um, you know, and basically my breaking point was, you know, during COVID. Um, you know, I've been with my organization for over 10 years and, um, I was sitting behind a desk at home, you know, working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day for somebody else. And I was just like, Hey, there's gotta be something better than this out there. Um, I was miserable, um, depressed, anxious, yeah. stressed out. Um, so I was like, you know, there's gotta be something better. This really isn't worth it for me anymore. Um, even though it was stable and paycheck, um, I could find a way to make money some doing something else as long as it means that like, I don't feel like this anymore. So that's how I transitioned into the barbecue side was um, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this corporate job and I'm going to go pursue something of my own. Um, and uh, after some long, hard conversations with my family and my friends um, in July of 2020 is when I, when I left. That is awesome. You know, I think it's, it's so important. We all, I think we all have dreams, right? Do we all have things that are like, man, that would be really, really cool to go do. And so few people actually pull the trigger to go do it. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's everything from going and going out on your own, but also at times going after that promotion or taking a lateral and doing something you've never done before. And just put yourself out there as a, as it could feel like a lot of risk, but there could be a lot of reward because of it. Yeah. I mean, uncertainty is, you know, the, in the fear of change, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I work with the same organization. You know, I moved around a little bit because I was trying to find that purpose. So I went from, you know, individual contributor to leading people to eventually helping leaders develop. Um, so, I, you know, I jumped around a little bit within that organization, which was great because I got to develop a lot of skills. I got to, you know, meet a lot of people. Yeah. But at the same time, I always thought that next thing was going to be the thing that fulfilled me, um, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, and then ultimately I had to look and make that choice. You know, I came to that conclusion and the uncertainty of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship was more exciting and more stable, honestly, than staying with this, this organization um, where I, you know, I tried a lot of different things. I still wasn't, you know, being fulfilled or, you know, I was still miserable. So, you know, that's what kind of pushed me over to take that courageous step um, into the unknown. So I was watching one of your um, clips on Instagram. It might've been today or yesterday. I can't remember when exactly you posted it, but you posted a picture of a quote from a book. And then you, you were talking about like being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and that could be done in a variety of different contexts, right? That could be from a physical well-being. And, you know, what are you putting into your body? What are you doing with your body? But there's also the, the, 
that honesty of, hey, I'm not being fulfilled by what I'm pursuing. I'm, I'm being told I'm supposed to pursue this corporate ladder and it's one rung at a time and da 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 da. And you, you were honest with yourself to say, this is not pouring into you. If you're not being poured in, put into yourself, you're not going to pour into others, right? So tell, maybe share with the audience a little bit more about what that self-honesty means to you and how that's transitioning you in your life and, and continuing to create change in your life. Yeah, yeah. I posted that, um, I think it was this morning or yesterday, and uh, what really resonated with me about that that book and that passage in that book was about the self-honesty, being brutally honest with yourself. Um, and here I was, you know, working a job. I was I, I was miserable. It was affecting my relationships um, with my family. And, you know, at the end of the day, I had to look and say, is this worth, you know, is this job and just, just a stable paycheck and benefits? Mm -hmm. Is this worth my mental health? Is this worth costing me my relationships with my wife and my kids? Um, and it, honestly, it was no, it was a no, it was a hard no. I can always make more money doing something else or going back to that environment if I need to. Um, but at this point in time in my life, I needed to take this step away um, to find myself again um, and then also start to um, you know, develop deeper relation relationships with the people I cared about. Um, so having that not only brutally honest conversation with myself, you know, I, I had to turn around and then talk to my spouse about that and my family um, because that was kind of out of character for me to resign and, and move on to something like this. Um, so I got a lot of people questioning me, my motives and, you know, kind mm -hmm. of, um, you know, maybe second guessing or from the outside, you know, not knowing if it was going to work. And, you know, I know that comes from a place of love and, and care and respect. Um, so it took a lot to be able to share that with my spouse and then the other people that I knew I needed to share that with. So, a lot of honest conversations uh, with myself and with, you know, th those closest to me. Yeah. I mean, that it all comes back to communication and honesty with our, who we have relationships with as well. Um, now you're taking what you've learned, right. Through your being a Marine, your, what you're doing with burn pit barbecue, everything in between. And now you're taking that and you're wanting to give back and help others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, service service is in my blood, um, and you know, even when I was in that corporate environment, you know, I was a certified coach and leader and mentor, um, and I I carried those skills with me into my business. And um, by me sharing my story, and I share my story on LinkedIn here quite a bit, so um, I had people, especially men, reach out to me and saying, "Okay, I, I, I feel just like you did. Uh, you know, I, I was mis I'm miserable." Um, you know, I'm, my, my relationship with my family is suffering. Um, you know, how did you do it? Um, so, uh, I work with a lot of people to, to help them, you know, compress, you know, my time frame and, and give them some tools and some guidance of, you know, how I went about that transition. Um, so that, that's how I continue to give back and I, and I enjoy doing that. Uh, if I can help people and you don't have to quit your job, you, you know, you don't have to do that cause that's pretty extreme. Um, but we can find out other ways for you to feel fulfilled or, or um, fill your cup up in other ways so that you're not continually to burning out to a point where it's going to cost you your health. Right. Do you think that there is a correlation between what you're physically doing with that mental health as well? So um, like physical well-being, working out, doing all that kind of stuff. How does that connect for you? 
Yeah, I think uh, a term I heard recently um, is the business athlete. Um, oh, I've heard that one. Yeah, that, um, you know, being an entrepreneur or even being a high level executive in a corporation, like not only do you have to be mentally sharp, but what plays into that too is your physical health. So yeah. a lot of these, um, you know, high level performers um, in organizations, these high level entrepreneurs, you know, they take care of their body just as much as they take care of their business because their body is their business. Um, if their health fails them, you know, they can't be as productive or as sharp, you know, mentally uh, to be able to continue to run their business or their organization and lead people. Um, so I'm seeing a lot more of that, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I love to see that because I think that's, that's true. We can't bring ourselves fully to the table if we're, you know, out of shape or not, um, not taking care of our bodies as we should. Um, so I, I think they tie pretty well together and I'm glad to see more people are taking control of their health, um, mm-hmm. just as much as they are taking control of, you know, their, 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 I guess their mind and their growth in that way. What are some things that you've kind of, you've started in your own life that has really helped you on that physical journey? That's now you're like, wow, that's really helping me mentally as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm not afraid to say like um, the vices got me pretty good. Um, you know, the Marine Corps is very, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we train hard and we party harder. Um, yep. So it's a, it's a drinking culture, so to speak, in the military as well. Um, and, and I grew up in that. Right. So I, I joined at 18 and 18 through 22 or 21, you know, we were, you know, getting after it pretty good. Uh, and that followed with me. And that, mm-hmm. that was probably something that, um, I should have stopped earlier, but uh, once I started to really cut back on the alcohol and um, that kind of stuff, it, uh, it changed and transformed my mental clarity and uh, and my body as well. Um, so I'm glad I made that choice. Um, and I would, you know, if somebody's looking for a, a quick way to maybe improve their life, I, you know, the, the alcohol, maybe some of the poison you're putting in your body um, could um, could go and you could quit that stuff and, and make a pretty quick quick change mentally, um, as well. Yeah. I mean, I've done like the 75 hard program a few times and it's always entertaining. You know, if I'm on the road with work and everybody's like, wait, what, you're not, you're not going to have a drink. Like what's wrong with you? Like, no, (laughs) I'm on my 75 days, you know? And then when 76 day comes, I don't even want it. Right. You know, it's, it's a very kind of few and far between because it's like when I, when you do it, just everything gets cloudy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think you really recognize that everything is cloudy unless you've actually parted from it for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the longer you kind of go without you, the longer you kind of see that you really don't need it. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously I, you know, I've done it in the past and I don't know if I'll do it again in the future, but at this point in time, like I have no wants and, and really no, um, no craving for it at all mm-hmm. because I've been performing at such a high level. Like I don't want to go back. Um, so that's, that's what I've found. Um, and it took me 20 plus years to find that it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you you have to be in the right mental capacity to be able to do that. And if you need help, you know, find resources to help you do that. Right. I also see you post a lot and talk a lot about breath work. Mm -hmm. What does tell, tell our audience, like, what is breath work? If people maybe don't know and, you know, like I think of yoga and doing like very vocal responses when I'm doing different types of yoga, but you're really like, you're on your, you're just laying there doing your breath work. And how has that helped you? 
Yeah, so I recently started probably about three or four months ago. Um, I started really kind of researching and um, learning more about how breath affects every part of our beings from um, diseases to uh, mental health and just overall wellness. So that's what really intrigued me. Um, I, I was just coming off of um, an ACL surgery. So I was kind of incapacitated, so to speak. And right. I was looking for, for ways to, you know, naturally kind of uh, improve the body's process to heal. And, you know, the breath work continued to come up. And it's just something that stuck with me. So um, I follow the uh, Wim Hof method, which okay. um, so Wim Hof is pretty famous in that world, so to speak, um, where he, 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 don't, he didn't he didn't create anything new. He's just sharing old ancient techniques in today's world. So um, he has his own methods. And, and a lot of this has to do with, um, I believe it was his own wife who took his life or her life that kind of pushed him down this path to share this, one of these, or these techniques to help people with the mental health. So mm -hmm. that's what intrigued me about it. Um, I do it every morning um, as a way to one, um, you know, get more oxygen into my body um, and then also as a way to um, help with that mental clarity so i'm not an expert in it by by any means um, but i've, I've noticed um, some pretty good uh, results um, in my mental clarity uh, my uh, mental health as well as just my overall kind of well-being oh i love it I, I love that you're you're trying new things and you're testing you're yeah. using yourself as that testing ground to see how does it work for you and if it's working great, then, you know, you can, you can apply that in different parts of your life or you can help others along the way as they, they try to test new things as well. That's really, really cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm all about trying new things to see kind of, um, it, it's more kind of the trying like natural kind of remedy things as opposed to kind of what's shoved down Western society is pharmaceuticals and mm -hmm. treating, you know, treating like the symptoms and not the root cause of disease. So uh, I'm very passionate about that. Now you, um, you, you, you mentioned that you have, uh, particularly men probably approaching you on how to continue to improve. They're seeing what you're doing. They're, they're seeing you as an example. If somebody reaches out to you on that front, what are some things that you, you would, you would start with, with a person to try to understand where, where are they trying to go and how you can help them? How do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is it's an open and honest conversation. Um, and, you know, they ask me a lot of questions first. <laughs> so it's a lot about like, how did you do it? You know, you know, those types of things. But then ultimately it comes back to, okay, you know, where are you at right now? How are you feeling? You know, mm -hmm. what is your mental health? Uh, what does your career look like? You know, is there anything there that you see yourself doing still? Um, how's your family life? You know, so that tends to help me put together a, a better picture of the overall individual that as opposed to just this one situation. Uh, and then from there, we kind of dive down to, okay, what do you really want to get out of this conversation? Um, and then if it's, well, I want to transition from my job or I want to, you know, do something else, do this, then we kind of explore that path. Um, and part of my expertise in, uh, in coaching and mentoring is helping people to develop a plan of action and then holding them accountable. Uh, you know, as coaches, you know, that's the biggest thing that we can offer is 
getting them to think outside of the box and think of things that they necessarily might not have themselves. Um, and then also helping them develop a plan to put in place to get them closer to that end result. Um, and those are, that's kind of how the conversation goes. And that happens probably over a few sessions. <laughs> and then it's kind of digging in deeper as we go, because halfway through it could be like, hey, this is what I wanted, but now I'm down the path. Uh, it's not really what I want. Yeah. Now it's this thing because, you know, this changed or I had more time to reflect and think. And and that's what we can offer is them the space to be able to um, share ideas and thoughts that they might not be able to get, you know, with, you know, their spouses or other people that they know. Yeah. And I think especially among men, it's so important for men to have other men to talk to and to and I, don't, I just feel like that it seems to me that's been that some part of the way that's been lost. Mm-hmm. Women, we tend to find each other, right? We tend to, we still like to chit chat. It might be via text. It might be like, I have girlfriends that I literally, we do voicemails to each other. We mm-hmm. don't ever actually get on the phone at the same time, but we're <laughs> constantly leaving five minute long voice dissertations, right? Of, hey, this happened today. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But I don't necessarily see men doing that as, you know, as much. And I'm sure coming from a male-dominated world like the Marine Corps, there was a lot of fellowship there. There was a lot of those things happening while you're, you know, rocking it or whatever, right? Like you're you're having you're 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 doing stuff. You're talking to each other while you're doing stuff, right? There's a lot of downtime. Yeah, and, so, you know, is that something it, you felt was missing too? Yeah, I mean, and that's um, you know, looking back at it now, um, that was one of the biggest things was. You know, growing up, I'd always played sports, so I'd always, you know, around, you know, guys and then, you know, men coaches. So I always had mm-hmm. that male kind of leadership. And then, you know, going into the Marine Corps, same thing. You know, you you work hard, then you have that camaraderie, you come together. Uh, it's almost, you know, primal. You know, you're going out and you're doing some hard stuff. And at the end of the day, you're coming back and you're gathering as a group. Um, and then you, you you transition out of that and back into the real world or not the real world, but the civilian world. Yeah. And you lose that. And that's what we're seeing. There's a lot of men- mental health issues, depression, PTSD, um, suicides with, you know, members of the military because we come back and we isolate. Mm-hmm. You know, society tells us that men should be strong, quiet types, uh, at least Western society. And then, you know, we go on and we don't feel like we can share. Or we don't feel like we have a connection with anybody anymore. Um, and for me, um, I was blessed that I was good, a good athlete in high school and that carried over to college where I was able to find another group of men um, to play college soccer with. So I had that, that bonding right away out of the, the military. And then I've been able to find that at different stages of my life um, through other things. So mentorship through, you know, martial arts, um, mm-hmm. and some other things. So um, biggest piece of advice I can give men is to go challenge themselves and and get around other men um, to play sports or do something that they enjoy doing um, because you can't find that, that connection, uh, at least from my experience, you know, with, you know, with women or female, um, because it's just a different, different type of vibe and environment. Right. And I think that's okay. It's okay to have, you know, where you're getting that from other men versus trying to necessarily get everything from your spouse or your significant other or or whatever. I I think that's important. So I know we're getting a little bit close to our end time. And so I'm going to ask you a very important question. Okay. Um, If you could go back and talk to Greg from 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. 
what advice would you give him? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I guess 10 years ago, I'm trying to think of where I was. Um, yeah, I, was, I, was, I think I was just about to lead a team. Um, I guess I would say, you know, one, you, you're, you're right where you're supposed to be uh, because at that point in time and, you know, we tend to try to think way ahead or try and, you know, you know, wish we were further ahead than we are. Um, you know, I, I would tell myself, no, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Um, and then also enjoy the moment. Um, you know, don't, uh, don't take it too seriously. Um, because at that point I was still very gung ho and, you know, kind of, um, climbing my way up that corporate ladder. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. I would probably tell myself to slow down just a little bit here. You're doing fine. <laughs> um, and give myself a little bit of compassion because I was pretty hard on myself. Yeah. I love that, that thought of you're right where you're supposed to be. And so that we're so focused on the future. We're so focused on the past. We forget about the gift that is the present. Right. And I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. So if people are interested in learning more about a mindset of Marine, what you're, what you're doing, um, maybe joining your coaching group, how can they best find you connect with you and figure out next steps? Yeah. I, um, yeah, Instagram's a great way to define me. So mindset of a Marine is where I kind of get a little bit more personal with my story and you can DM me there. Otherwise, you know, in my bio, I have a link to um, a form that you can fill out that'll come to me. Um, otherwise, like on LinkedIn here, uh, I'm pretty open. I share a lot here too as as well. Um, and you can just find me at Greg Fisher and uh, connect with me there and start a conversation and pretty informal. Um, and uh, I'm happy to help however I can. Um, in any way I can. Thank you so much, Greg, for joining. I'll make sure I put all of this information in the show notes um, when we when we post this at the podcast. So definitely take a look, hit, hit the link, follow him, Mindset of a Marine. That's mindset underscore of underscore a underscore Marine on Instagram. Uh, just great inspirational content. And, uh, you know, like he said, you can DM him and, and learn more. Thank you for tuning into Might in Motion. If you learned something about motivation, momentum, mindfulness, or might, please like, comment, and share. Thank you.